Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, y'all, hold on one second. Before we move on to our next topic, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Point number one, it's free. F-R-E-E. That means no money down. You can download the app and you can use it immediately. No money down, no bread, no nothing. Point number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. What am I saying? I'm saying you don't have to download any strange or or hard to learn software. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home. If you have a cell phone or a laptop, then that's all you need to start making your podcast on Anchor today. Point number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Let me say it again. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify. I'm talking Apple Podcasts. I'm talking Google Podcasts. I'm talking everywhere. Any podcast platform you can think of, Anchor will distribute it for you. So you post your podcast right here on Anchor, and then on your end, your job is done. Anchor's literally doing the work for you. Point number four, point number four, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I said on Anchor, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means if one individual listens to your podcast, you can still make some money. Mm, who don't like money? I know I do. In the last point, point number five, it's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So listen, I don't know about y'all, but I love Anchor. I've been using it for a while. It's been amazing for the Porch Podcast. And I got other friends who have podcasts as well who have told me nothing but positive things about this app. So listen, you need to download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that one more time. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to A-N-C-H-O-R, that's Anchor dot fm to get started this is the porch this is darnell smith let's get it baby anchor i love you yo 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 you kicking it with the coldest podcast in the world of course i'm your co-host b jones aka bolo but you already knew that but i couldn't do it without the coldest co-host in the world what's going on y'all it's your boy d nail aka big smitty aka d nice and like he just said man we back this is the porch Living a dream, I'm on the road, I'm with the team, I got a show, rolling up green, nigga get bold, jump on the stage, crazy I go, shot to the top of what's raising them lows, patiently working, attacking my goals, come to my section, I'm making a toast, this for the game, this for the How you feeling, Bolo, baby? Hey, man, look, hey, you know, if you're rocking with us, that means it's one step closer to Friday. <laughs> yes, sir. You see, I'm double cup shawty Thursday. got to work tomorrow, though, but it's like you always got to look forward to the, to the weekend on the Thursday. Bro, Thursday's always been my, my favorite day to kind of have a drink. They ain't there to turn up because you got something to look forward to. It's like it's exactly, bro. Like, it's a last day. 
looking forward to some shit, bro. I, I think I think I asked you that last time. I was asking about Friday or Saturday, and I'm like, man, my favorite day of the week, damn, there probably is Thursday because it's like you about to grind Friday, but then after that, you can just decompress and just be like, long week, but I'm about to kick back. You know what I mean? Enjoy the weekend. You know what I mean? It's always good to look forward to something, bro. You know what I'm saying? That, that feeling you got on Thursday just different. It's like, yeah. It hit different. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that last set on a workout. Like when you play, we used to play football. Last you, set, you, best set. Don't, hey, don't, hey, don't finish the week strong, though. You end up finishing the week strong. You can't tell me shit on a Friday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What we doing? What we doing today? What we talking about? What we letting the people know? We got some deep. We got we, we hitting you hard today. We, we really on the porch today, y'all. So we, we on it with the black culture and trauma. Black culture and trauma, bro. Black culture fall in love with trauma, man. We going to touch into that. And we going to also touch into... Why do we as people need outside people to validate our success? Why do you need outside noise, outside people to validate your success? It's bothersome, bro. It's it's bothersome, and it's a uh, it's an ever ever stopping cycle that we continue to see too with that. But we're gonna touch on that in a little bit, though. We are, we are. Before we get into it, I did want to show some love to a black-owned business. Facts. Porsche's mobile bartending. Shout out to my cousin. She's mostly in Indianapolis. That's where she does a lot of her business. So if you're having any events, small events, parties, private events, and you need a bartender, you need some good drinks, head up Porsche's mobile bartender. I'm telling you, she will get you right. She has her own custom mix, uh, mixes of flavors, different drinks. What I'm sipping on right now is called Peach and Things. I was about to say, that should look fruity. fruity. Go ahead, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead, pour me up a little bit. Pour yours on real quick. Know what I mean, oh, give me a good. Ah, we my nigga, there we go, things, man. Porsche's mobile bartender, and she does now. I know things weird right now with COVID, but when things get back normal, I know she does travel if the price is right. So even if you're not in and out, but just hit her up, man. Cuzzo, I love you. Thanks for the birthday gift, but let's get it, man. I'm starting to plan. Let's get it. Let's get right, man. So we talking about trauma, man. Mm. So trauma, right? You know, everybody associate trauma with you know something bad something that um you know has some type of negative connotation to it right and you're absolutely right that's what it is but now we're talking about black trauma like specifically in the black community so like for us you know i'll, I'll throw the question out there to you dnail you know why do you think black black trauma is so prevalent in in the community it's like a stigma now where we almost enjoy seeing people's misfortune and seeing people you know hurt or injured or in bad situations you know why why do you think that people you know look forward to seeing stuff like that yeah man it's really a a, a disease almost when you really think about it right and for me i'm gonna say straight up to me i think black culture the reason why we fall in love with trauma and traumatic stories is because we often attach being a real one being a real nigga or being a strong person, whatever you want to call it, to trauma. It's like we put it together. Mm -hmm. like if you grew up tough, you grew up in situations where, you know, what wasn't ideal. You, you, you lost a loved one at an early age. You had a parent who wasn't in your life. Um, you yourself was involved in, in street stuff in the streets. Whatever that trauma came from, a lot of times in the black community, we almost we highlight those stories. Facts. It's Absolutely. Been, it's been multiple times, my even myself, where you might be halfway joking, but like you might have a homeboy that's 
you know, not from the hood, you know, grew up the right way, grew up with, you know, two parent home. Whatever. Nigga, you a clown, nigga. Get your sorry ass. You saw, you ain't really, you ain't. Exactly, exactly. 1,000%. And, and that, and that's, that's the issue. Like, even when we're joking, even, all jokes have truth to them. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? So the fact that that's even in the subconscious mind to say that lets you know that this is stemming from a young age, stemming, stemming from a point of when you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where a lot of the problem the problems stem from. Absolutely, bro. I um so I did a little bit of research on my own about it, right? And um I was trying to tell you about, I think I was telling you yesterday, it was this it's this rapper, she's a female rapper. Um, I think her name is like Chica, Chicology or something like that, but she's pretty good though. Like she got some couple, a couple decent, couple decent songs, and I think she jumped on a live one day, and I don't know how I ended up seeing her on her explore page. I jumped on it, right? And she was talking about black trauma. Um, well, not black trauma, but she was talking about trauma porn. So obviously everybody know what porn is, right? But attaching trauma to that, right? It's like um, you know, a constant, right? It is something that people in, enjoy watching and enjoy seeing things happen and things like that. And people not necessarily get off to it, but they get off to it. People get excited. They get revved up, you know, not to say that you're happy that somebody is doing bad, but it's like your endorphins kind of get get going and, and your body gets to move in a little, little different ways because, right. you know, you want to know and understand and dig a little deeper into bad situations and things like that. Things like that keep you going. And I find myself you know, doing the same thing when I'm looking at the news or something like that. I'm like, wow, did that happen? Like, you know, let's, let, you know, why didn't they tell us more about it? Like, I'm wanting to learn more. You know, obviously it's a form of being educated, knowing what's going on in the world. But also there's that other factor where people are just kind of like subconsciously just binded and bought into negative shit that go on. So I looked real quick online. Um, I did a little bit of a little bit of research on, on like the term uh, trauma porn. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where the hell it was on my phone. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real yeah, quick. Take your time. We good. We good. No, yeah, I think, I think that's, a, that's, that's an interesting. Uh, I never heard it. I never heard it that way. Trauma porn. You know, you hear trauma it porn, trauma, bro. But it, it makes perfect sense, though. You think about the, it, it's an addiction. It's something that people just, even if you're trying to get away from it, like it, it, if it's something that happened or hit you at a young age, like I, I said in my take and my rant that. It's something that's hard to get away from. So, no, I, I like that, man. Trauma porn. So, so according to um, Affinity Magazine, right, online, they posted an article about trauma porn with all that's going on. And obviously, a lot of trauma porn is, is pretty much brought to you by social media, right? Looking at ads, looking at Facebook, looking at pictures. Um, but the definition of it um, that they stated, what it meant was a, uh, a perverse fascination with other people's misfortune. Right. So um, being a, being fascinated, being more so not like I said, you're not excited that somebody's doing bad or bad things are happening to these people. But you're more so just like more so like just entertained by it. it's like a, a form of entertainment where people are just hyped up by it. It's like when you're watching boxing, like, of course, you don't want people to kill each other, but it's like you're hyped up, though, because you think somebody is about to get knocked out or it's kind of like the the anxiousness inside you kind of want something to happen to have a story behind it right so there's so many different avenues that we'll touch um that it comes with trauma porn and, and let's start off with um social media obviously is a big one but let's talk about the media though like like the media how how the media portrays black people when it comes to the trauma porn so let's talk about how the media looks at athletes right so 
Every time you see the NFL draft, the NBA draft, or the ESPN 60 for 60, and they are talking about a black athlete, what are they saying? Hey, I grew up with rats and roaches, had a mom, you know, only had a mom grow up uh, with me, had 17 brothers in my household. I walked to the bus stop with no shoes on, but somehow I made it to college and I'm in the league, right? So it's like they never, I feel like the media never gives black people the, the love and the actual do that they deserve bro like why can't i just be a successful black man that's an athlete that's getting it that's getting it how i'm getting it you know what i mean you always got to retract and pull back you know these stories of me going through hardship and me being poor in order to be successful and then for me i feel like everybody's watching that you got kids watching that you got you know kids who come from two-parent households kids who are rich or kids who maybe in the middle class that that don't have it bad saying that damn i have to be poor in order to be successful i have to have some type of bad story or some type of hardship in order to be successful so then when you see these kids now these kids are creating you know this bad lifestyle for themselves are they trying to be bad they're trying to do dumb shit just so they can have a story to, to work off on walk work, work from right so i for me bro i think it really starts with how the media portrays athletes and the kids who want to be an athlete and kids who want to be like lebron james who you know grew up in akron ohio single parent you know what i mean a lot of misfortunes and things like that people want that because they want to be like lebron and the media is is giving it to them like you say yeah bro i think you hit the nail right on the head like the media loves those traumatic stories and you brought it up, the NFL draft. I mean, like I said, I ain't going to say the network name because I'm at a rival, but uh-huh. that network did get a lot of uh, a lot of backlash because of the NFL draft. And I, I even looked, there was a couple, uh, I remember doing, watching the draft, there were a couple mm-hmm. specific people and players' names that was, they really just was clowning on right, right when they got drafted. One of the guys was T. Higgins, the, the Bengals that drafted him. And when he got drafted, they put up a graphic of his, his get to know card, just kind of little quick facts about the player. Mm-hmm. It has stuff like his hometown, cool. His basketball career, cool. And then the last line, it ended on mom, Camilla. And excuse me if I'm saying her name wrong. Mom, Camilla, fought drug addiction for 16 years. What the hell does my mom's drug addiction have to do with me getting drafted right now? Thanks. Right now, I'm getting drafted right now, and you bringing up my mom's drug addiction. A- another player, I think it was LaVisca Le- Le- Chenault, wide receiver, drafted to the Jaguars. One of his facts on his get-to-know card said, Mother Mother Annie, her name was Annie, contracted and survived the West Nile virus in 2012. Man, what? Like, I- they're reaching, just reaching for some type of storyline. And like you said, it seems like it's almost always or almost... I don't like I don't like using words like always and because it's always you know there's there, there's little situations where, where where it's not always something. You but know more what I mean? times than not, though. More times than not, it's it's the black player, it's the black. It's the black player, and then when you flip it, when you flip the script, you know what I mean. I, I'm not gonna, you know, this obviously this is just some random names. If you're talking about Billy Joe, Billy Joe used to throw the football with his dad in the backyard. Right. All day. That's how he became the, the, the first round quarterback, you know what I mean? NFL draft because his dad was coaching him up. Mom had supper ready at five, five, five thirty, six o'clock. You know, he was doing homework. He was in bed by 10 o'clock. So they paint that story. You know what I mean? That things are all, all fine and dandy. But at, on the other side of, of the spectrum, it's always some type of hardship behind it. And don't get me wrong for the people that are listening right now. 
it ain't nothing wrong with going back and, and pulling back those hardships to actually understand where you come from. I get that. Right. Like everybody needs to understand where you come from in order to know where you're going. Right. But at the same time, you're already at this point, right? You're at this point of being successful, right? So obviously you do have, you have certain kids that, you know, come from the same situation that those people came out of, right? You know what I mean? But we want to continue to affect the masses though. You know, what about, you know, this kid that is, you know, in a, a molded household who has good grades, you know what I mean? Society tells us this kid doesn't work hard, right? We subconsciously all automatically associate a kid that comes from a two-parent household that has every pair of Jordans, parents drive a nice car that may be spoiled. You know, we relate that to this kid doesn't work hard. You know what I mean? And, and That's sometimes not <laughs> it's not true. And sometimes me, bro, and I'm a coach, sometimes I think about it too. Like, damn, like this kid has everything handed to him. You know, is, is he really working hard? Like, because he doesn't really have a story because he's not walking to practice every day or because he doesn't have, you know, not have a dad at home. Like, you know what I mean? So I think for me, it's just subconscious for us, bro. Like we cognitively, cognitively always think about bad situations in order to make us better. And obviously in life and the way things work and the way we move and every way we achieve, you have to, you have to fail, right? You got to fail, you know, you got to understand where you come from, but there are so, there are so many stories where people have come from a good situation. They've done good things in life. They haven't really faced a lot of trials and tribulations, things like that, but they work hard as fuck and they can still be successful. That doesn't make them soft. That doesn't make, make it seem like they can't grind or get it out the mud. You know what I mean? It's just like, and more times than not, it's in our community. You know what I mean? We always shame and, and, and bash people who come from good scenarios um, and things like that. Like, one thing that I the one 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 argument I see people always have is you know somebody from a two parent household probably won't work hard work harder than a, a kid from a one parent household and that's just the way society places that on it and it's so untrue <laughs> so, so untrue. untrue sure that kid in a one parent household you could argue that they have an, another uh, motivational source to pull from possibly but you who's to say that kid with two parents isn't using that somehow as, as their motivation. It's motivation. Exactly. I want to be, I want to be like my dad. You know what exactly. I mean? I want to be like my mom. My mom or, has or guys be better, circle. maybe. <laughs> or <know>? be better. <laughs> exactly. Like, or be better. So for me, I feel like kids, you know, and I feel like it's it's a perfect situation for both of us, bro, because I come from a two-parent household. You come from a single parent household. You know what I mean? But I think we still got that same mentality, that grind factor. You know what I mean? You may have different motivations than I do, but at the same time, I'm still, I feel like I'm gonna still work just as hard as you. You know what I mean? Exactly. And obviously in life, there's that adversity factor, right? You know, right. but let's let's be honest though. Can you be successful without extreme adversity? Is is that? I mean, that's just a question. I'm just curious. I don't know, but it, it, I guess the world is set up to be to 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 tell us that you know you won't be successful unless you come from extreme adverse climates. You know what I'm saying? Unless you uh, face some type of hardship, you know, there's no way you're going to be successful. You know what I mean? And I, I get it. I get it. Right? You got to learn how to maneuver, get through hard situations, work hard. You know, that way you can continue to grow. Right? You know, only way you can grow is when you experience things that you've never done and things like that. And you're stepping outside your comfort zone. Um, but at the same time, what about Steph Curry? Dad played in the league. Exactly. You know what I mean? Molded household. You know Clay what I mean? Thompson. The game, Clay Thompson, you know, guys like that, you know, work extremely hard. And you can even see it in his game today. Like he's still working hard. You know what I mean? And a lot of people 
don't associate, you know, they don't put people like Steph Curry in, in that in that picture. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 funny to me to see how how the world is set up. And 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 I'm a I'm a I do I do this shit all the time. <laughs> and it it takes me to really sit back and understand, like man, everybody's different. You know, everybody has different situations. You can't compare somebody's hardship to somebody else's hardship. You know what I mean? Or Somebody left to somebody else life. Everybody got a different type of grind factor in them that allows them to get to point A to point B. Don't matter if, you know, you grew up in a shelter or you grew up in a 6,500 square foot home. You know what I mean? If you got a grind factor. You got a grind factor. You can work. You can work. And um, and don't want to. I feel like we this is this is coming back, y'all, to trauma. This is coming back to trauma because we're talking about. You know, kids feeling like they have to have trauma in order to be successful. All right. If y'all following us, kids got to feel that. And I coach high school football and I see a lot of kids that come from, you know, good backgrounds, good neighborhoods and, you know, good families and parents are super involved. And I see kids on the other side of the spectrum that, you know, pretty much raising the family themselves. Uh, but I see the same grind factor. But when I see the, 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 the peer pressure, when I see the kids talking, though, they automatically categorize kids, though, based upon the hardships that they face. Oh, he right a dog. Now. He different. His mind, he built he different. different. Hey, hey, he from the hood. He no, no handouts. He plays. You know what I'm saying? Out he, the mud. I mean? <laughs> That's so, all the terms we use, bro. <laughs> and, and with that, you know what I mean? The segue and, and transition talking about trauma, you know, let's talk about rap music. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about, I love rap music, bro. You know what I mean? I love you know, the new rappers and stuff, NBAs, you know what I'm saying? I love, you know, oh, Dirt right. shows and yeah, G Herbo and, and Baby and all those guys and Future. And obviously the, the main message that they portray is, you know what I mean? Excuse my language, you know, fucking bitches, getting money, doing drugs, getting it out the mud, you know, slinging, shooting shit and everything like that. And it sounds good, you know, but, you know, the way our world is turning, turning, turning right now, people look to the music as, as an escape, right? So like me and you can really listen to some music about somebody going to, you know, do a drive by and, and rob the liquor store and we can sing the song and bounce to it because it got a good beat. But at the end of the day, we're going to go back to our lives and we're going to live our normal lives. But at the same time, you got some kids who may not be as mentally strong looking at these situations and being like, damn, that's the, that's the trauma that they be talking about. Maybe I need that in my life in order to be successful or in, in order to have a story about myself. So I'm telling I'm so I'm looking at kids and I'm and they like, I'm like, bro, why are you you ain't about this life? Right. You know, why are you trying to create a life like that? And that ain't the goal. You know what I mean? If you ain't if you don't have to do it, you don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel I feel like kids work backwards nowadays. Right. Uh, no, what one thousand percent, bro. I mean, you hit the nail on the head and you bring it up. The, the rap music, bro. Like you said, we both love rap music. I listen to it all the time, probably damn near every day at some point. Facts. Um, but like you said, it, it really does come to your mentality. Me and you, we can listen to it and be cool. We're mature enough to go back and take care of our business. But unfortunately, there are some people, some kids typically who can listen to that and they want to be them. They want to act out and do what they're saying. But you know what? I honestly don't necessarily blame the musicians. I blame the parents. I'm going to be honest because at the end of the day, it's your mentality and how you were raised and how you was, you know what I mean? So like me, I use myself for, as an example. Yeah, I, I grew up, I grew up poor. You know, first of all, I, there's always a worse situation. So I'm acting like I had, I had to work. I had all my needs. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here. I'm good. But we did grow up poor. I mm -hmm. had, I had both my parents for about what, 10, 11 years. They split up. Me and my dad kind of was rocky for a minute. We back cool now, but whatever, but it was rocky for a minute. Right. So mm -hmm. it was tough. It was tough. Right. But 
even though we were living in these tough situations, right? My, I had a strong mother who instilled the right messages and the right uh, just energy uh, upon me. So I knew right from wrong. I knew that, okay, I don't need to be down there with, with them kids doing that. I don't need to be doing that. So I, 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 I had a strong enough mind because of my parents right. on how to maneuver. Despite my, I didn't let my circumstances dictate my actions. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. Say that again for the people, bro. <laughs> I didn't let my again. circumstances dictate my actions. And you can take that all types of different ways. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 100%. I, I could have been in the streets doing that. I could have been doing, but I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that because I know that's not the right thing. But unfortunately, a lot of kids, like you said, you might have kids on, on, the, on your team that you're coaching where they're pretty much running the household. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. And as a young person, you know, you, you're, you're a kid, so you, you know you're gonna pull your information from anywhere. It could be music, it could be your your, your friend, your best friend on the on the team, and you're gonna make mistakes and, and do silly stuff. And I can't be mad at you as a kid. I can't be mad at the uh, the rappers. I kind of lean back on or, or or think about what Charles Barkley said a, a while back. I'm not a role model, and some people kind of like he got he got um uh, some pushback for that. Yeah, he did. I remember that, but. I understand what he's saying. Like, basically, he's saying, like, raise your own kids. It ain't my job to raise your kids. Raise your kids, bro. It, it ain't little baby job to, to raise your kids. If, if you don't want them to listen to this music, then you control what they listen to. So it's a lot of factors that, that go into play. Would it help if rappers and musicians just remove their, that type of music? For sure. But I'm, but at the end of the day, it's, the, it's that parents. And, they, and it goes back to what I said earlier. It, a lot of these this trauma in these stories start from your, like, from your childhood, right? So, like, like going back to me. So like I said, I grew up poor, didn't have much. And, you know, even though I didn't have much, I'm young and I'm a kid. So I don't even understand the full picture. So I was still like, I was still good. Right. Right. But as I got older and I start to hang out with different people and saw different things and I actually started mm -hmm. to see what money and success was, mm -hmm. I started learning more about life. Right. And it, and it was like, huh, I was like, there's a lot more to life and there's a lot more and a lot more to, to the situation. So, to, to, to bring it all together, right? So, start growing up in the hood, growing up tough, growing up with trauma, learning that there's another life out there that's complete opposite of that, and then getting to a space to where you're kind of considered successful and you got out of that situation that, that you had in your childhood. What happens to you mentally, at least for me, was even to this day, I'm trying my best every day not to, to result back, not go back to where I came from, 100%. not go back. And so when I see other stories, whether it's athletes, people I know, whatever, with similar stories of, you know, perseverance coming from the hood, coming from the struggle, coming from nothing, and then making it into something, like you said earlier, I just get a different feeling in my chest, in my, in my belly. It's a fire because I can relate to that. And it's just yeah. a different because I know how hard it was to get from point A to point really C. So that's why I think uh, it's a lot of stories that are in the black community, unfortunately, because we ain't got to go deep into it here. But we all know our history as black people, 400 years of slavery. We know we know how deep this goes. So exactly, bro. We have a lot of trauma just that's not even our fault. And, and, and a lot of trauma that's lingering because of the foundation that we had as people here in this there we go there we go exactly <laughs> so when exactly. so when we do reach the success and, and we see other people who reach success you and you hear about their stories you you do feel a little extra like ah oh, okay yeah 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 man like you you got it out of them it feel different and sometimes 
unfortunately, we do look at other people who, who other black people who are in our community who maybe didn't have to go through that trauma for whatever reason. And we kind of don't, we kind of look down on just a little, it might be a little bit, it might be no crazy amount of shade. Just like you just look at them a little different, not with the same reverence, same level as respect as you look at someone who came from that, from that struggle. And that's something that we got to change, bro. We got to, bro. And you, you bro, you, you said a lot of good stuff there, bro. And especially dating back, you know what I mean? Obviously, we've had trauma 400 years ago when we were, you know, when we migrated over here, you know what I mean? Unwillingly, right. you know what I'm saying? We brought that with us. But now it's like a different type of trauma. It's like kind of almost like we want to hold on to the trauma. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's something it's something that keeps us going is motivation. You know, when people are successful that came from the bottom, you know, it gives people hope. Right. So I'm not I'm not knocking no stories. I'm not saying, you know, don't continue to do that. Right. But you got a lot of other kids out here, bro, that didn't come that that's not from the mud. You know, what I mean, you got a lot of kids out here who come from, you know, big houses and, and, and stuff like that. Like I hear stories all the time about you know, parents, you know, work their tail off, you know, they got it out the mud to be in this big ass house, but now the kid wants to thug and, and wants to, you know, portray, no image, portray an image that, 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 that is not, you know what I'm saying? So for me, bro, I just feel like we just got to do a better job of continuing to affect the masses, bro. And, and, and talking about the, the trauma that kids face. And, and you said something earlier and, and we can transition after this um, about knowing your kid, right? you know, it's, it kind of goes into like a discipline factor, right? It's, it's about being consistent with, with your child. And obviously a lot of people may not have their relationship with, with, with their kids, but this is for situations where you do have one parent or even two parents in the household as a parent and me not being a parent now. Um, I think trauma does play a big part. And I think, you know, a lot of the times too, you know, kids know a lot of shit that you don't think that they know. They see a lot of stuff that you don't think they see. Nice. It could be it can be in movies. It can be what they see on the streets. You know what I mean? They soak that shit up. You know what I mean? Kids are like sponges. You know what I mean? I read, I, I read a, a, a paragraph out of I forgot what what book it was, but they said the smartest person on the planet is a baby because a baby doesn't have preconceived notions. They not are not overthinking things. They're soaking everything up. They're taking information and, and they're, they're applying it right away. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So when kids are growing up, they're seeing that, that stuff, they're reading and hearing and listening and they're taking all the information in. And sometimes trauma can be internal where you don't really have to see things go on. Like, Oh, my kid has never seen, you know, somebody get beat up before my kid has, it could be verbal trauma. You know what I mean? It could be so much different trauma that goes in with kids. So I think going back to understanding your kid and obviously also being able to discipline your kid in the right way, because discipline also can create trauma with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think I'm not going, I'm not going to beat the shit out of my kid. Right. I'm not, that's just not what I'm going to do. You know, I thought growing up, you know, I see my parents, my parents definitely disciplined me like they beat my ass. You know what I mean? And I think that made me a better person because yeah, I came too. to a point to understand, OK, like in order for me to not get whoopings or not, I, I need to be doing the right thing. Like I need to get better. Right. So I think for us, you know, especially with millennial parenting, bro, millennial parenting, we want to decide when to discipline. Right. It can be something so small versus something so big. Right. You want to yeah. discipline your kid. You want to you want to discipline your kid when it's the big shit, right? But what about the small shit? You know what I'm saying? You got to be consistent with the discipline. You know what I mean? And it's not beating your kid. You know what I mean? It, it may be just a conversation. It may be a stern approach. It may be, you know what I mean? 
give me 100 push-ups or plank for me or, uh, you know, jumping jacks or, you know, anything, you know what I mean, to get them to understand that there is consequences and repercussions behind every negative action that you do in this world. And what I was telling you yesterday, bro, being a black person, right, obviously there's trauma, but even with that trauma, we are already a step or two behind being black in America. You know what I'm saying? So we already do have to work twice as harder. So why do we kind of want to, you know, lap and, and cake on the trauma on top of us happening to, to, to continue to create an avenue it for our job even harder. Yeah. It makes it even harder. Like we make, we make it so much harder for us, bro. Um, but as a parent, bro, it's like, you got to just be consistent with those things. And, you know, as a black man, you know, not even a black one, but as a black man, you know, there is a limited amount of fuck ups that you can that you can have in this world, bro. And this one life that we have, you know, and this is a whole nother conversation. But, you know, as a black man, the black man does ha doesn't have too many mistakes that they can make in this world. You know what I'm saying? That's from law enforcement that's from black on black crimes that's from being seen as a threat to other people walking in the stores or anything like that you know what i mean so we really got to continue to teach our kids you know about trauma teach our kids about you know doing the right things and things like that so where they can grow up and it can be a snowball effect where their kids teach their kids and, and things like that bro so i mean this i mean we could talk about this all day you know all what i'm saying day. But essentially, bro, you know, what I was getting at was, you know, our culture just prides ourselves on, on bad situations. You know what I mean? So if we can just get to a point where, you know, we're also glorifying the kids who worked extremely hard from a mended household, from, you know, a middle class family, you know, or from a kid who, you know, maybe a little rough around the edges, but he doesn't have to you know, go, go sell drugs or something like that and, and have that as this backstory in order to be successful. It shouldn't always have to be like that for black people. And the media help helps us continue to create that, um, that trauma in order to be successful. 100%, bro. And to kind of close out on that, I'm going to tell you this. I, I think I told you yesterday, I know your son, your kid, my, my, my future kids, they ain't going to be struggling like that. <laughs> and, oh, no, nah, bro. they're not going to be soft. And you ain't and you show you damn show ain't about to paint that picture like you you got it out the mud or something because I'm gonna I'm gonna straighten right. your ass out quick. You didn't got the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy you ain't got money, son. But I'm gonna teach hard. you how to work hard though. I'm gonna teach you how to work hard. I'm gonna teach you how to be disciplined. I'm gonna teach you how to be punctual on time, team yeah. player, you know what I mean? Responsibility, accountability. I'm teaching you all that. You ain't gotta get it out the mud to learn all of those traits. You're gonna learn all that with a big pool in the backyard and a full come on now. Come on now. All Come on that. now. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's what it is. That's what it is, bro. And that's and, and until that happens, bro, we're gonna continue to be in this same cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I ain't like you said, bro. I'm not mad at the rappers, bro. That, that's a job. They getting bread off that shit, bro. And a lot of the times, bro, they getting paid from the white man because they buying all that shit. You know what I mean? They kids are buying that shit. They biggest fans are those people. You know what I'm saying? It, keep it real, keep it 100. If it was back in the day, you know, we, we bootlegging shit, you know what I mean? We line wire and shit, cross wire and shit. So they ain't seeing no money from us. Right, we burning you up. Saying? Come on, man. We at the barbershop with it. They coming through with the shoe box of the, of the you know what I mean? With the ooey oohs. So, I mean, that's just what it is. So, I mean, trauma, trauma is, is just big, it's big in our community, man. And you know. We just got to figure out ways to just get better, man. That's it. Like, 
trauma porn is real. Trauma porn is real, trauma man. Porn, and I find man. I find myself really in like you get in tune to like a negative story and shit and somebody else's misfortune and you just will just go down that rabbit hole because you're so interested in and wanting to figure out what's gonna happen next or what's going on and stuff like that. And then obviously like I said, you know, you you're not a bad person. You know, you don't wish yeah bad intentions on anybody but it's just like people are just kind of so in tune with that the negative shit where they, they gotta listen to it they gotta tune in that's why you see you know the love and hip-hops and shit how they used to thrive so much on tv and shit people love the drama and the trauma and the bad situations and shit and i just hate how we can correlate the trauma to success down the road you know what i mean makes no sense that's start connecting. It's backwards, man. That's start connecting success to nuclear families. That's start connecting success. Hex, come on, bro. To, come to on, loving your kids. Let's connect. Come on, I was, I was, money. I was successful, on, and I was driven because I had a family that loved me and pushed me, and, and and was you know responsible for you know making sure I got to practice every day and pushed me and made sure I did my work. You don't hear Great. stories like that, bro. You know what I mean? You hear, I had a mama who didn't want to take me to practice, who was addicted to drugs. And so I had to run to practice in two miles and get it out the mud in order to, no, it ain't got to always be like that, bro. But under, I understand though, but I understand. There don't, are forget, situations don't forget where you came from. Yeah, but people don't, don't live in that shit. But that ain't the only way you can be successful though. Right. Like all these stories, bro, I'm, I'm telling my kids, bro, like, you know, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta, be a bad motherfucker in order to be successful, bro. You ain't gotta have a hardship like that to be successful. Obviously, it'll 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 drive you. It'll it'll give but, you but a little you bit can, more. You, um, you can get you can get a motivation from anywhere, anywhere bro. You can get that shit from anywhere. Like, Michael Jordan used to go to the basketball game and make up fucking stories about the other team just to get them going. Or oh, you said something about my mama. Or oh, I'm dropping sixty. So what? You can get motivation from anywhere. You don't have to get it from, the it from anywhere. It doesn't have to be pulled from trauma, bro. That's I, it, bro. That's it right that's there, it, bro. It. Success does not have to be pulled from trauma, bro. Success does not have to be pulled from trauma. That's, we should have just labeled that as the that's title. The title. No, that's going to be the title. Say it one more time. Success shouldn't be pulled from trauma. Success shouldn't be pulled from trauma. Episode two, The Porch. Boom, there we got it, man. We got it, man. We just blessing y'all, giving y'all these good Girl, gems, man. man. And, and the thing about it is, bro, like I said, my family, bro, I wasn't, we wasn't poor. We wasn't rich. You know what I mean? I didn't get everything I wanted. You know what I'm saying? But my parents, you know, my dad, they, they, you know, they taught us, you know what I mean? They, they, they gave us that avenue. You know what I mean? My parents gave us the alley-oop like, Hey, this is what you need to do in order to be successful. So I'm, I want to, I want to use that as a drive factor. I want to use that to be successful. You know what I mean? I want to do more than what they did type stuff. So, you know, Coming from a from a mended household, that's that's what that's what we use in order to be successful in the world, bro. Like, and I just wish other people from similar backgrounds like me. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna tell you. I'm I come from the mud. I grew up in Chicago. I went to Morgan Park High School. Obviously, you know Chicago is what it is, and you know high school is what it is and stuff like that. But other than that, bro, I'm bigger than my environment. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna let my environment dictate who I am as a person. You know what I'm saying? I can be, I can go, I can go to the fucking school that was on lean on me and I'm going to still turn out this same motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is, bro. Bro, I, bro, they ain't ready and for you this. Was, and you was bro. raised right. And go back to the parents, man. Like I said, I'm from the hood. Feeling, My parents ain't perfect with none of that. They from the hood, whatever. We didn't have a lot of money. But I will tell you this. No matter what they was going through on the, on the larger scale, they took care of me. That's what I'm saying. We grew up poor. 
but I didn't really like, I was cool, you know what I'm saying? Right. I had I had my meal every day. I had, I had my PlayStation 2, my Sega, my Sega Genesis with the with Sonic the Hedgehog, and you know what I mean? So <laughs> and they, and hey, they, the whole little hey <laughs> <laughs> Put that bitch in the uh in the little you and did, it, yeah. You, you gotta you know what I mean? that bitch, bro. You know what I mean? I get a couple look. Bro, on some bro, we used to put the disc in the toilet, bro, and flush the toilet, bro, to clean the disc, get why, the disc. Why, out, why do we do that, off, bro? Drop it in there, dun, 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 and we playing on that bitch. Like that's all I don't know, bro. Like I, my brother and them, my brother used to pick up remedies and my cousins, and shit. I followed it. We all did it. May it probably wouldn't have worked. Hell, it, I didn't do it. My my home, you know Sheldon, right? His big sister used to do it. When I used to go over there, like we, we have a CD, you know, like you said, we used to use Lime Wire. We'll, we'll burn the music on there. And if it's acting weird, skipping or whatever. Well, that bitch in the toilet. It, it would work though. Black it, it, it used to work, bro. It used that's, to work. That's another, bro. that's another conversation though. But black people, we are furious. We make something out, out of nothing. We are <laughs> We'll make something out of nothing in a minute. I had to say real quick. I had the Sega. I had the Sega Genesis, right? So the Sega didn't have like the, the red, yellow, and white cord that like you know the PlayStation Two had, right? So it came with like uh, an adapter cord. It was like one one adapter cord. One yeah. The actual like needle in the adapter cord broke, right? So I'm like, damn, okay, I can't play the game. What, what am I gonna do? Right hand of God, I took my end ring, bro. Put the end ring into the adapter. Are you playing? The angle in the back of the team. It's the old school TV with with the butt with the on it. With, with the, the fat ass on it, yeah. <laughs> with the fat ass put on it, it. Put it in the thing. Played the game, bro. Sega. So we'll figure, we'll figure some stuff out, man. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way, bro. Yes, sir. That's you know sir. I mean that's what it is, bro. So we segwaying, bro. We transitioning to you know, we talked about social media just a little bit. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. I'm gonna ask you this question, my guy. Okay. Why why do we? I'm gonna say we because I, I I'm in it, I'm sure you fall in it. Why do we need outside people to validate our success why do we need outside people to validate what we doing what we got going on i'm gonna throw it to you first yeah bro for, for honestly bro so that's a loaded question but i think it's like a sense of a sense of pride it's a sense of fulfillment you know i think i think also too a lot of people look to other sources for validity when they're not getting it in certain places. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm thinking about Instagram, right? I never post, I really never post like that, right? Cause I I mean, as I get older, I really understand that it really don't matter. Like I'm always on there, I'm looking at other people's stuff and you know, liking pictures and whatever, just keeping up to speed. But as far as me posting, I'm kind of like a ghost on there, honestly, because I only reason why I see a lot of people post is, is to really boast and gloat and kind of show the world their superficial lifestyle at that moment and it may not even be a real lifestyle but they want to make it seem like it's something that they have going on that's so spectacular that everybody has wow, wow, challenge yeah yeah bro that somebody wants to wants to mimic that somebody wants to be that bro like the shit is so superficial um that it's ridiculous because you do have some certain people trying to live a lifestyle of somebody else through the lenses of social media and people hurt their pockets. They, they hurt themselves trying to do that shit because bro, that's why they create filters, bro. They create filters on these fucking social media sites to paint a picture that, that that's clearly not what it originally is. You know what I'm saying? So for me, bro, like I, like I said, I really don't post on there like that no more because, bro, my validation resides in my household, bro. Like I care about what my what my what my what my wife thinks. I care about what my what my parent my parents think, my brothers, my siblings. Like that's that's who I'm connected with the most. Right. And the funny thing about it, I was telling you yesterday. I think 
you know, God was trying to tell the world to continue to focus on that inside closure validation. You know what I'm saying? To kind of step away from the social media and the outside world and portraying an image of which you may not be to focus on the validation of, you know, your, your real circle, your core, you know, and your core values. Um, you know, I get it. I think a lot of people too, you know, jump out, jump out to social media to vent and get things off their chest. But, you know, you got a lot of people that boast and, and put things out there just to make themselves feel good, you know, and honestly, you know, if you do it, kudos, shout out to you. But, um, I just think it's more to it, man. It's more to it. When people post like that all the time, man, I, I, I take a deeper look into, you know, what they actually really got going on because it's, 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 it has to be something, you know, in them that, that thinks that they have to get, you know, people to, you know, respond and say, oh, your shoes are cold. Oh, you got racks. Oh, girl, you look good. Oh, look at the comments. Look at the likes. People enjoy that shit. People feel, feel good, right? It's a feel good moment, right? But, Man, if you need that shit to make you feel good, man, you got a long, long, long. You ain't gonna never be happy. You ain't gonna never be happy, bro. You you taking somebody else's thought process, somebody that you don't know, somebody that really don't know the real you, and you paint a picture that's really not you more times than not, and you're expecting them to respond in a graceful way just to make you go home at night to say, yeah, I'm that nigga or I'm that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And it's ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous. And it's it's fucked up because you got all these young people who really aren't, you know, cognitively there in advance to understand that, hey, social media is just really a fucking entertainment site that people go on to to entertain themselves. People are really trying to be what they see on TV or be what they see on social media. And, it, and, it, and that's not the case. Obviously, rich people, they do their shit. I'm talking about, you know, our, our nine to five people, our people who get in and stuff like that. Motivation is different. Like you motivating somebody to get get to it is different, but to me, bro, a lot of the times, bro, even with people who do the motivational videos and all that other shit, and on on thing, I, like one thing I hate, bro, is I hate when people post their fucking receipts, like posting your receipts of like how much you pay for something. Who gives a fuck? I don't care how much you played at the club. Like I'm gonna go to the club. I don't give a fuck if I pay five. I'm not gonna tell you I pay five racks. I'm gonna tell my intermediate circle about my night and what I had going on. But I'm not about to be boasting online to people that I don't know about that shit. That ain't that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Because now you got somebody else who may not got it like that hurting themselves to try to do that. Facts, fact. And it's crazy, man. Because like this wasn't even gonna be a part of my take. But the more I was listening to you. This actually is connected to the trauma we were just talking about. Come on now. Because Come on it's, now. It's, it's the insecurities that a lot of us have growing up, not having much, you know, uh, uh, and, and needing that validation because of our own insecurities. You Bad. need somebody else to tell you. And, I, and, I, and I'm speaking good, personally. Girl. I'm speaking personally. Too. I know, I know I, I've had a lot of insecurities. I, I still got insecurities sometimes. I keep it a buck. When, when, when you post some video whatever and you get that you get them good comments somebody laughing at some funny you posted or just get big you feel good, good. yeah I, I feel good i ain't gonna lie to you on this is the porch i'm gonna keep it real i feel yeah. good come on now the thing is it's okay to feel good i'm not saying like you know be a robot get a compliment and don't and don't feel nothing like we got feelings but don't don't live your life like needing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't needing. don't don't be like, I need that. That's you not a necessity. Cool. We don't we don't have to. We don't have to go to it 
to get that validation. There, there's other areas in life where we could feel more secure with who we are. It and like I said, matters. <laughs> it, it, the people that who matters, you know what I'm saying? The, the, and it's the inner circle, bro. That's where your inner peace is. That's where you seek validation from mm -hmm. the people that you are closest to. You know what I'm saying? That's where you need to be getting that from. Not a fucking blue icon or an Instagram icon or a Twitter icon or whatever, bro. Like it's it's so mind bottling to me, bro. I I, I it's 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 nuts. It's nuts, and it's like I go down. I, I like I said, social media. You can really go down a rabbit hole where you like. All right, I'm gonna jump on here for a little minute. And you'll look up, bro. It'd be two three hours, bro. And you scrolling, you looking at shit, you watching videos and stuff like that. And like I said, bro, about eighty five to eighty five to. Maybe 90% of the shit that we see, bro, is superficial shit where people's insecurities are being shielded by filters, by money, by clothes, by jewelry, by makeup. You know what I mean? We all every all that shit just so by somebody can respond to you to say you look good or give you a fire emoji or a, a hundred uh you know emoji and shit like that like Less i see emoji. people yeah bro and, and like i said I'll, I'll be real with you like in college and shit come on now like even when i got out of college kayla used to be like you doing all this to post a picture and all that shit like and i used to be like shit my shit about to bust my you know what i mean <laughs> My shit about the bus. Hey, you you, you will be clean too, though. You will be you know clean. But, yeah. bro, but as I get older, bro, I'm like, man, that shit's stupid, bro. Because half of the people that like my shit or whatever, bro, I don't talk to them at all. Right. You know what I mean? Don't ever think about them. Don't give a. F I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say I don't give a fuck about the people that like my shit. But it's like, you know, a lot of people that, you know, like your stuff, you know, obviously you have your core friends and family that, that, that'll jump in and like your pictures. But, you know, when you see, two, three hundred likes and stuff like that, you know, you maybe have 20 people that really love you, that really in your corner, that's that's liking your pictures. Because don't, hey, quick gem real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on, hold on. Is that Mr. Wisdom at the door? I think that's Mr. Wisdom at the door, bro. Open the door. That, that's Mr. Wisdom at the door, bro. Let him in. Let him in. He got a Check mask on? Man, look. I think he got his test. He good. He good. So, look. Bro, Mr. Wisdom, bro, he always said, bro, a lot of people nowadays, bro, when they're on social media or they're, you know, doing whatever they they need to do to feel validated and they get likes from people. Half the time, the people that's liking your shit don't really fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? They just liking your shit just to show you that they there. You know what I'm saying? People, 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 a lot of people that be liking pictures and shit don't fuck with, with, with the other person. You know what I'm saying? It don't really be like that. People get comments and shit. I see snakes comment on other people's shit all the time. I'm like, damn, is it like that? Like you commenting, seeing, seeing putting emojis on shit, liking shit, but yo, you really don't fuck with that person. It's, it's fake love, bro. It's a lot of fake love on there. And like I said, people be seeking validity from a lot of people that don't matter because they don't fuck with you in the first place. A like does not mean that they fuck with you. A comment does not mean that they fuck with you. So people be getting misled by the social media train, bro. And it, and it, and it's, so, and it's so fucked up. Like if we got rid of all the social media shit and came back to square one, to where it was just, you know, having communication through cell phone or in person or, and not being able to post life in life, you'll see a lot of shit start to shift and a lot of shit start to change, bro. Because, you know, I get it. A lot of people make money off of it. A lot of people got, got things going for themselves on social media and things like that, that paint a different lifestyle. But at the same time, my nigga, bro, the shit ain't all, all cranked up of what it, what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I see people just like shit and let me like this shit just to let them know that I'm there. You know what I mean? Type shit. And don't, and don't care at all. Not, 
man, you just covered a lot. You got some gems in there, some stuff I wanted to ask you about. But so first of all, the fake love. Yes. Since I've been out here in LA, bro, you, you obviously know, been on, been blessed to be on TV for about a year mm-hmm. and a half, two years. Bro, you couldn't imagine how my DMs been looking. People who I ain't seen since elementary school. I'm talking about 102, 105 IPS. I'm talking about <laughs> East Ridge. I'm talking people in high school who was like, maybe, maybe we was cordial. We was decent, but we wasn't rocking like that. We ain't talked since freshman year. And now you in my DMs. I'm proud of you. This and that. And listen, you know how I am, bro. I, I, I'm a positive person. I show love as long as long as it's love, it's love being thrown back. But I take everything with a grain of salt. Facts. So it's like, if you ain't talked to me in the last, what, 10 years, don't start reaching out because you see your boy on TV and you think and you think I'm and you, you think I'm popping. You don't even know what's going on, really. But you see me on TV and now you want to reach out because you, you want to feel like you connected to something that's that's successful. Facts. You reaching out to me, and, and it's not even just about me, but whoever. You reaching out to somebody who you deem as successful so you feel successful. So you can go tell your people, yeah, oh yeah, I know Darnell, he on TV. Oh, I know Brian, he do this and that. I know it's crazy how people think. So that go back to that fake love. Uh, and yeah, another point you, you touched on, I don't want to go too deep into because we'd be here all day. So I agree with you, bro. Social media, like, th- there's a lot of negative from it that that has changed. Like when it comes to communication, uh, when it comes to like I said the fake love, when it comes to just people are only going to post what they want you to see, the, the, the success stories. They're not going to post you when they're... When they, Come on, man. When they, even if, hey, 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 bro. Even before you finish your statement, bro, even the pretty bad shit, like the shit yeah. that, that may seem bad on social media, but it ain't really that bad. You know what I mean? I'm working hard. I'm going through hardship right now. But if you really, if you really grinding, you're really working, you ain't really taking the time to do that shit. I'm like, to do that. Bro, I seen, a, I seen a tweet, bro, and they said, one thing I hate the most is when people hold up phones like this and be crying. And really be going through it, bro, bro. You you doing all this crying and you sad and shit, but you still got the energy to hold your phone up and still record while you crying. You, you took Come the time. On, you took the time to just. You took the time to unlock your shit, open up a video, and actually record and look at yourself crying. Come on, man. That's crazy. That, and that should tell you, bro. This ain't, bro. And that's why that's why I tell people don't get too caught up in the social media shit, bro. The shit ain't nothing but it's superficial. It's fake love, bro. It, it, it's, it's, it's really fake love. And, and my overall point with this is, man, the reason why I believe we need outside people to validate our success is because we haven't fully tapped into loving ourselves properly. Oh, When you fully love yourself and who you are as a person and you really know who you are, right, no other person's opinion should really even matter. Now, I get it. Like, you got you got your actual circle of people who you love and care about. So let's say a loved one says something harm, harmful to you or hurtful. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel some type of way. I'm just saying you shouldn't let that comment or that statement define who you are or get you to believing that that's actually true. And you know it's not. So going back to social media to wrap it up, as much as I love social media, bro, because I do, I, I'm somebody who's active. I, I use it to build my brand and I use it for, for work purposes, right? As much as I love it, Social media has made us care more about likes than we do about substance. We were ready to get people, that. Yeah. Well, see st- bro, people are most are most so cared about how you are being seen. How no, let me let me let me let me rewind that back because I'm about to say that all fucked up. People, yeah, let me rewind that. People care about what you see nowadays more than how you feel. Like 
the feelings nowadays, bro, are obsolete when it comes to social media. It's all about the visualization. It's all about the visual aid now, bro. It's no feelings involved, bro. It's 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 not no no heart in that. You know what I mean? Bro, like, come on, bro. bro. We would rather get a thousand likes on a picture than a thousand dollars, bro. Bro, we're ready to get a hundred random people bro. who you never met give you props than to hear a close friend or family member give you props. Bro, uh, somebody, bro, somebody to have a gun to your head, delete your, delete your, delete your social media app, delete your Instagram. Motherfucker be like, go ahead and shoot me. That's all I got, huh? That's how I'm tapped in everybody. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. It's Wake crazy, up. Bro. Wake Don't up. Love, man. Confidence. Security. Believe in Security. yourself. Love yourself. Great support system, bro. You don't need you don't need thirty thousand people to to validate who you are as a person, bro. They don't know your heart. They don't know your soul. They don't know how you feeling. You know what I'm saying? So let's not let's not continue to be overwhelmed with you know the glitz and the glamour of social media and everything, bro. Let's just you know what I mean. That's love, bro. Let's love. just love, bro. That's, That's it, bro. Word. That's love, just bro. Love, bro. Let's just love, bro. You know what I mean? Hey, Instagram already trying to tell y'all. That's why you got to tap to get the heart. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. Mr. Wisdom still in the now, door. Now, bro. listen, if you do get the 30,000 people who like your stuff, kudos to you. But just don't let that dictate who you are. And feel like you don't let that change your life, bro. People, you know people, saying, bro. people get people get hella likes that go to their head and they change. They change their person, bro. They change right. their character over a fucking app. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. enough of that, bro. We can be talking about that all day, bro. But it's Sorry, it's bro. a it's a lot that we can continue to. To talk on, but I think this was real positive, bro. I think the people really gonna dig this one, bro. I really do. So, bro, they, they, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna rock with this, the porch. This might be it, bro. We's on the porch, bro. We we kicking it. We doing what we do, bro. That's what it is, bro. Real shit. Bro. Now, oh. everything, now everything we just talked about when it comes to social media, I ain't gonna lie. Once this gets edited and cleaned up, we can put this on social media. I ain't gonna contradict myself. But I sure wish 20, 30,000 people watch this motherfucker. Cause look, hey, when I get that, hey, see the thing about it for me, bro, okay. I want to get I want to get the likes and shit to to transition the currency. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get it to to have people see me and shit and all that. I don't give a damn about that. I'm trying I don't to get care if you like this download. I'm trying to get the commercials. I'm trying to you know have people. Hey, post my shit on y'all shit. You know what I mean? I throw you I throw you five racks. You know what I mean for you to you know what I mean. So in order for us to do that, we do got to get a following though. You know what I'm saying? So hit but the I know, but, hey, I know who, but I know who I am as a person, as a man. You know what I mean? I understand that. I know my heart. You know what I mean? I know who got my back. You know what I'm saying? I know my circle. I know I know where my validation resides at. I know that shit. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Love it, bro. Well, shoot, man. I think we had a fire show today. I did want to ask you before we go, no pressure at all, because I don't know how you feeling. Did we have a come on Joe today, or are we going to delay that for the next? Because if you don't have it, we cool. We good. I didn't know how you was feeling though. I didn't want to put it on you. Man, you know what? <laughs> let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and bless the world real quick with a come on, Joe, bro. All right, come on, Joe. Okay. Let me throw my hoodie on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm about to get real, real deep on y'all real quick, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is just, this is just, this is just about, this is just about life in general, right? So uh, we talked about it a little bit today, right? So you know, you see a lot of people's uh, a lot of people measure success by outside validation. Right. But that's not what success is. Um, people's opinion is not 
my reality. Somebody else's opinion is not my, my reality. Somebody's opinion of me is not how I view me. Somebody's opinion of the world is not how I view the world, right? Um, your way of success is not my way of success. Um, just understand, y'all, that there's multiple ways to skin a cat, okay? There's multiple ways to be, su be successful. So me even pulling back to the trauma side, there's multiple ways for us to get out of situations in order to be successful. I don't have to come from a hard situation to be successful, but I can come from a hard situation to be successful. Everybody has different motivating factors. Everybody has everything that pushes them. That's why God had, that's why God, you know, put engineers in this, on this planet to make different cars. Everybody drives a different car. Some people drive the same cars because they do have the same, the same lane and the same path that allows them to be successful. But a lot of people, when you're driving down, nine times out of 10, you're really not going to see the same car on the street when you're driving. You know what I mean? But that's because you driving your own car, you in your own lane, you got your own life, you got your own way to be successful. And that's how the world is. Everybody doesn't have the same car. And that's the same thing about life. You know, I gave you the analogy yesterday and, and we're going to leave y'all with this about the chicken nugget, right? Check this out about the chicken nugget, right? So I was just thinking about, I was like, hey, what type of food? What type of food? So just thinking about a food, you can think about a chicken nugget or you can think about a French fry and follow me here, right? So I'm following you. a chicken nugget and a French fry, right? You eating that is when it's hot, when it's real hot, it's fire, right? Mm -hmm. But I've never seen people reheat French fries from McDonald's and fucking chicken nuggets from McDonald's. I've never seen people reheat that shit, right? It's the same. It's rubbery. It's, it ain't, yeah. That's what it is, right? So I say that to say this. Don't be a fucking chicken nugget, all right? Don't be a French fry, all right? And what I mean by that is so many times... You know what I mean? We want to we want to seem we want to seem we want we want to seem good when it's hot. You know what I mean? When it's hot, when is when shit is going right, when shit we want to seem we want to seem like everything is gravy. You know what I mean? But when the when the chicken nugget is cold, obviously don't nobody want it. But at the end of the day, you a fucking chicken nugget and you a french fry. You are who you are. That's not going to change. Yeah. All right? So understand that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, your success is your success. My success is my success. My wife has her success. I have my success and we bring that together. But at the end of the day, when I when I when I meet my Lord and Savior, you know what I mean? It's going to be me. You know what I mean? When I'm going to sleep, it's me and my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I don't have powers to jump in somebody else's brain to figure out their way of being successful. I only have minds. All right. So that chicken nugget, bro, when it's hot, it's hot. Right. It's, it's good. It's everybody loves it. You know what I mean? But when it's cold, don't nobody want it. You know what I'm saying? So understand that that's just how social media works, bro. When you hot, you know, people are all on you. You know what I mean? They, they love it. It's, it's good. It's edible. People coming back for more, coming back for more. But when it's cold, people like, fuck that. I'm not fucking with this person. I don't like that shit. Whatever. Woo -woo. And that's just how the social media work, bro. Don't be a fucking chicken, fucking chicken nugget. All right. Let's end it on that, man. Don't be a fucking Chicken Eat your nugget. fucking vegetables, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Eat your fucking veggies, bro. <laughs> hey, like we saying, this is the Porch Podcast, boy. This is the one and only B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo. And you know I couldn't do it without the coldest co-host in the world. D-Mail, Big Smitty, uh, 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 Young King. I'm, I'm, I'm adding Fact. Black and Proud T, LFC clothing brand. Support the brand, Naptown legend, Far East Side. Happy this Friday. Cool, Happy Friday, oh, baby. Man. Peace, love, and blessings to y'all, man. Peace. We out. Doing things I ain't seen and it's shocking. Yeah, they love me. They like how I'm rocking. Showing love since the day that I got it. Yeah. Every day finding ways to make profit. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.